0: The following program is underwritten in part by Schmidt's Naturals: Smell seriously amazing and support animal conservation with Schmidt's special edition Lily of the Valley Natural Deodorant. Created in collaboration with the Jane Goodall Institute, 5% of each purchase goes to animals in the wild. Learn more and pick up your stick now at
1: schmidts.com. The following program is also underwritten in part by My dog Annie recently broke her leg. Thankfully, she's protected by Embrace Pet Insurance. Embrace offers one simple plan for unexpected accidents and illnesses. To learn more, visit embracepetinsurance.com. Policies underwritten by a licensed insurer of American Modern Insurance Group. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. Mm -hmm.
2: Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
3: Grab your pets, come on over and celebrate with us. Toll free, the numbers are 1-866-405-8405. Of course, as I always say, don't forget you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry. On today's show, we're going to talk to Wilma Melville. You worked for Wilma, didn't you?
0: I worked for her back in, it was around 2002 or 2003. I worked with her foundation, the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation.
3: Search Dog Foundation? It's a
0: search dog foundation. What they do is they train dogs to go out into national disasters like bombings and hurricanes and find people that have been buried or... You know, just to locate people and
3: wow, that's cool. And so she, she gets
0: the dogs. She actually they go to shelters and they get dogs from the shelter to train them. For, oh, really? You know, for that. these rescue yeah. missions? God, yes. I love
3: that. Okay, that was like twenty years ago, wasn't it? So she's God,
0: been a yeah, it was over fifteen years ago.
3: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's still around.
0: She's still around, still doing that. She's an amazing lady, boy. She has to be up there in age. She's amazing. We're
3: going to talk to her today, Wilma Melville from the National Rescue. I'm going to look. National Disaster Search Dog Foundation.
0: NDSDF. I remember that.
3: Okay. Also on the show today, we're going to talk to Dr. David Young. He's an ER doctor. Okay.
0: So why are we going to talk to him?
3: Well, because his dog is now sitting in the custody of the city after I believe over a year because it bit somebody. It's on death row. It's on death row. Wow. Wow.
4: Mm-hmm. So we're going
3: to find out what his story is coming up as well as your story toll free at 1866 405 8405. And today with the brand new year, we're kicking off the Animal Radio Olympics.
0: i'm ready bring it on uh, the other
3: one really yeah, excited it, about it, it yeah the other one really excited about it there is dr debbie i think <laughs> so here's yes. the deal
5: okay
3: and i wish joey was here today he he has not shown up yet so it's just up to you ladies today so it's it's uh, not a gender contest or anything like that it's strictly
6: i think joey had an appointment at the beauty parlor i think so <laughs> i think
3: you may be right
4: he was getting ready yeah yeah. He got scared because we were, stuff, we were yeah. trash talking. That's true. He's yeah, afraid of he the women.
0: Competitive.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you guys are really, really competitive. Okay, so here's the deal: there are three categories. They are celebrity guests, animal news and facts. Here's my other piece of paper. Oh, and as heard on Animal Radio. So you'll get questions from these three categories. You will be able to decide which and choose which category you want the question from. And if you have the answer, you'll ring in. The first one to ring in gets to answer the question. And I can see that uh, Lori... How does
6: this thing work? I don't know. push the buzzer?
3: Yeah, go ahead and give it a try right now if you want.
0: See that? Okay, that works.
3: That's how that works. Okay. And we'll start with you, Lori. Miss Lori Brooks, our news director, who may have an advantage to this. (laughs) Uh, Which category would you like? Celebrity guests? as heard on animal radio or animal news and facts
6: um as heard on animal radio please for however much how
3: (laughs) okay julie baker julie baker started a fifty thousand dollar a year business called pampered poultry what does she do
0: oh she makes uh chicken clothing that is correct
3: Yes, Julie Baker, she makes chicken clothing for, you know, like tutus for chickens, and she makes $50,000 a year doing that. You might want to reconsider (laughs) your job. Very close, Lori, there. It's just a little lag time, a little latency there. Uh, But we will move on to Judy now. Judy, you have your categories of, as heard on Animal Radio, celebrity guests, or animal
0: news and facts. Celebrity guests.
3: Celebrity guests. Again, I think she might have an advantage here. Just because she books the show. Uh, let's see. Which one of these guests let their cat eat at the table? Which one? Judy. Of the, well, you're really on it today. Oh,
0: oh, oh, you know, it's funny. She was from the office. I can't think of her name. Jenna Fisher.
3: That, wow. <gasps> yeah. that, that is good. Very good.
7: Wow.
4: Dang. Yeah, I know. Okay.
3: <laughs> she had a little bit of the advantage there. Uh, Dr. Debbie.
4: Okay. Which, I'm uh, ready. The, you know where I'm going.
3: Okay. Where are you going with this one?
4: I'm going with Animal News and Facts.
3: Animal News and Facts for Dr. Debbie and the rest of the team. The fifth most popular female dog name in 2018. Judy.
0: Oh, no. Never mind. You said the fifth. I thought you meant the first. I don't know. Go ahead. ahead.
3: This is the fifth most popular name.
6: Um,
3: Anyone want to chime in on this?
6: I'm trying to find my...
3: Judy? Lucy was the name. Lucy was the name? Nope. Nope. Anyone else want to take a stab at it? Dr. D. <laughs> Judy, you're not very gonna, good at this.
4: I know. <laughs> I'm going to take Lola.
3: Lola is correct.
4: Ah, that's what oh! I was going to say next.
3: Wow. That's pretty good. Okay, so we will continue this in just a few minutes. We're going to go to the phones for your calls. Uh, Lori, what are you working on for this hour newswise?
6: Well, we have the story. I have a very happy story of uh, a great Proposal, human wedding proposal, and because you know pets do get married these days, but um, this one involved more than a dozen dogs. It was just spectacular. A wedding
3: with more than a
0: dozen dogs?
8: No, it was it's just a, a proposal. Just a proposal. proposal. Ooh, yeah. Imagine what
0: the wedding's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> really? Hi, Linda. How are you doing?
8: I'm fine, thank you very much.
3: Where are you calling from?
8: I'm calling from uh, Pinehurst in North Carolina.
3: Hmm. Okay. Is it coastal?
8: Uh, no, it's not coastal. It's um, a bit further inland, about two hours. It's, there's a lot of gulf around here. Is my that, is that your
3: North Carolina golf. accent, too?
8: Uh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't picked that up yet. No, <laughs>
3: You are on with Dr. Debbie.
8: Wonderful. Um, well, I wonder if you can help me, Dr. Debbie, with my little spaniel mix, Sophie. She's six years old, and she has like an obsessive uh, compulsive disorder that seems to be getting worse. It's a behavior where it's it's very hard to describe, but she'll sit down on anything soft and then she'll move her paw, fold her paw over, one of her paws over, and move it from left to right, left to right, as if she's smoothing over the surface and she'll move her head one side to the other. And sometimes she does it, she, it becomes more rapid, and um, it's just very strange to watch, and we have to cut, try to call her, or, you know, to get her attention out of it.
9: Mm-hmm. And
8: sometimes she'll just stare into, uh, stare at a spot, like on the coffee table leg, she'll just stare at, <laughs> stare at things. It's like she goes into a trance almost.
4: Okay, and when she hears your voice, does that stop the behavior?
8: Uh, it takes a little while. It takes a few minutes. Rather than just snapping her out of it, I find mostly if, if I kind of stroke her and say, Sophie, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. She'll stop, and then she'll just put her head down. But she'll do it on any uh, soft surface, any rug or any throw, or on on and, and in her bed as well.
4: And, okay. Um, now... And does she do any kind of drooling? Um, is there any? No. What's her anxious state? Is she alert? Is she quiet and calm?
8: Very. She's quiet. It's just the the rapid movement that she's doing with her head and and her paw, her foot. <laughs>
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I guess it's possible we could be dealing with something of an obsessive compulsive disorder. The only thing with that is we tend to see um, a state of anxiety or a heightened arousal. Um, From what you're describing, I'm actually a little bit concerned that this could be a form of a seizure disorder. And in in dogs, a lot of people are really familiar with the grand mal seizure and what that looks like. Um, and in dogs, they'll fall over, kick paddle, they may lose control of their bodily functions. But we can see other degrees of seizure disorders where they can either have what we call petite mal seizures or focal seizures, Mm. and that can affect just isolated parts of the body. Um, And in some pets, uh, a petite mal seizure can be something as simple as steering off into space and kind of being out of it for a short period of time. Um, The only thing that doesn't quite fit with that is, you know, the the soft, uh, you know, environment trigger. Um, so that's a little bit curious, but I would certainly want to get Sophie um, checked out and probably get some lab work done just to rule out for some of the more common causes of seizure disorders. Seizure
8: disorders, um, yeah. Oh. I and, had a Shelby that had petite mole seizure or epilepsy, and it, this is this is kind of different to that, in that she does the, both the, the soft surfaces and, and it comes and yeah. goes. And she doesn't seem to be in any pain, but just mentally...
4: Yeah, if she's not fully mentally with it now, and that's that's one of the big differences. And it may be hard. This might be something a good idea to uh, videotape an exposure or an episode of this, because a lot of times, as the veterinarian, we can't see things. And I've had right. people bring in videotapes of behavioral problems or seizure disorders, and it can really help in making an accurate diagnosis. So I would, you know, pull out the old uh, iPhone or the <laughs> videotape okay. um, uh, player and and do that because that okay. really may help. Um, In deciding. If we're leaning more towards a behavioral problem, we talk about behavioral meds, you know, maybe some anti anxiety things. But boy, I'd say first and foremost, I'd want to make sure we're not missing something with a seizure type problem.
8: So yeah,
4: I'd check that out. And I love the name Sophie. It's so sweet. I imagine a sweet little cuddly gal.
8: Very, very cuddly. She's 20 pounds, very brown, very sweet faced. I think she's crossed with Papillon not sure but she's just very sweet
4: <laughs> oh well thank you so much for calling i appreciate it this is thank dr debbie with animal radio 1866 405 8405
3: well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Embrace Pet Insurance, providing nose-to-tail accident and illness coverage for your dog or cat that can be customized to fit your budget and needs. Simply take your dog or cat to any vet and submit a claim for him and get reimbursed quickly. For more information, visit EmbracePetInsurance.com to get a quote. And thanks, Embrace, for underwriting Animal Radio.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
10: Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. on Animal Radio. Live simply so that others may simply live. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book. 888-785-0618 888-785-0618 888-785-0618 That's 888-785-0618
4: The BlackLoud soundaf AF1 headsets have a built-in FM receiver with dual dynamic drivers and customizable EQ and sound effect settings.
1: They're capable of delivering beautiful sound from rich bass to detailed treble, You can always tune directly to any FM radio station for sports, music, weather, and
4: emergency broadcasts without internet access. Visit www.blackloud.com, create your account, and order sound.af1 by inputting the radio station code to get the special 10% off discount.
3: Get 10% off SoundDot with promo code ANIMALRADIO. You're listening to Animal Radio.
2: Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
3: It is Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. Hopefully your New Year's started off good and you still have your New Year's resolution intact. We will go to the phones in just a couple of minutes. I am keeping my pet's New Year's resolution intact. They are spending more time walking and Sleeping and eating treats. Uh, so, uh, oh, are we going to do this again? Okay, I, I've just been informed that yes, we are going to continue with the Animal Radio Olympics round two. Uh-oh. And at this at this point, Judy is in the lead. She may have a little bit of an advantage because she does produce the show. She does book the show. Uh, the lead two
4: well uh, so let's w- say
6: Judy only gets half half a point for any questions. Oh wait, no. wait
4: a minute! You do the no. news, <laughs> you have that advantage. I was gonna say. <laughs> I think I'm the one with the handicap. Here. Yeah, Debbie's <laughs> now the one. I'm
0: the doctor.
3: <laughs> uh, Debbie Debbie does have one point, and uh, Lori, unfortunately, uh, nothing on the scoreboard is yet. But that could change right now. Now, uh, if you just tuned in, I will ask the ladies, they will be able to choose one category, either celebrity guests, animal news and facts, or as heard on animal radio, the first one to chime in can answer the question and hopefully get it right. And uh, we left off with... Mine was the last question. I
4: think it's... Go back to Lori.
3: Yeah. So it's yours. Lori, it's your time. Okay. (laughs) This is your spotlight. It's your time in the light. Uh, Which category would you like today?
6: Uh, news and facts please
3: animal news and facts and of course laurie is the news director here so who knows when a dog marks he will lift his leg up as high as possible why is this
0: judy jeez Judy. i'm sorry (laughs) to make themselves look bigger to other dogs they get a higher up so another dog comes along and thinks it's a big dog
6: that's right that is right i remember it good job judy
3: I'm uh, really surprised, Dr. Debbie.
4: <laughs> you know what? I'm sitting here, and I know the answer, and I guess I'm just not fast on the button. I just, I need some practice with that.
3: Okay. The, the crowd's a little bit overzealous here. <laughs> Big Judy fans. Thank like, you.
4: <laughs> thank you. <Jeez>. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. So now it is, uh, is it on to you, Judy? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to go back to Celebrity Guests.
3: Celebrity Guests. Oh, gee, what a shock. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, let's see. Unfortunately, you were here for most of them except for one.
0: Yeah, you're gonna pick the one I wasn't here for. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least we on an even playing field then, right?
3: <laughs> um, let's see. Which one of these guests, cat, fell into a pot of chicken soup? Which one of these guests, cat? You're not even gonna hear the multiple. I, you don't even wait for the multiple I know, question but answers. I know the answer. Was it Leslie Nielsen? Howard Stern? montel williams
0: ed asner
3: or glenn close judy judy okay
0: ed asner i could have done that without the multiple choices
6: yeah
4: i may have been judy, here but your i memories, don't remember man. very well at all yeah.
6: my memory <laughs> judy your memory is stellar mine uh, stinks oh thanks tell that to hal he thinks my
0: memory sucks
3: so it's off to you there dr debbie right now the, okay
4: i'll say let's go to you heard it on animal radio
3: as heard on animal radio i like yes. this one this is a fun category what happened to the box of animal crackers this last year uh,
6: uh lori debbie lori okay lori <laughs> they took away the the bars on that were in front of the animals on the box that is correct yeah. Woo-hoo. i'm on the board
3: There you go. We will continue that uh, at least two more times here coming up in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. What are you working on over there in the newsroom, Lori?
6: Um, We'll find out how many of us put our pet's health before our own. And uh, Delta is adding more restrictions for service and support animals.
3: Let's head on over to Tony. Hey, Tony, where are you calling
7: from? Los Angeles, California. What's going on? Well, I'm curious to know... um Uh, What is the normal temperature for a
4: cat? Normal temperature would be 101 to 102, maybe 103 at the high end.
7: Because I got a temporal artery thermometer. Do you know what that is? A forehead thermometer? You you know those uh, thermometers that you scan across somebody's head and it tells the temperature? Yeah. And I scanned it across the cat's head and uh, it was 84, 85 degrees. Yeah, you can't trust that.
4: No, and the problem is, is that there's hair, fur, and different conductions in their skin, so um, we can't rely on that. Now, the most reliable temperature is actually the rectal temperature, using a rectal thermometer.
7: Right.
4: Um, We do, in veterinary medicine, sometimes we'll use um, an auricular or an ear uh, thermometer. And uh, that basically measures heat that reflects off of the um, eardrum. So that would be my second choice if I was checking a temperature. Um, And then the, the third but less favored would be under the armpit. Um, which we do see a lot more variability when you do that, just because, again, there's differences in their skin, their fur, all that kind of stuff. So it's best to do a rectal temperature if you're up for the the challenge.
7: Well, yeah, I was just curious what what their temperature was. And when I scanned them, uh, it was like 84, 85 degrees. And so I thought, no, it couldn't be. Uh, No. It can't be that
4: low. (laughs) Exactly. What's going on with your kitty? Is she having a problem?
7: Oh, no, no. I just, uh, you know, every once in a while I uh, try something new on them and see if it'll work.
3: It's like <laughs> preventative maintenance.
7: But they see- yeah, right. Yeah. They seem to be healthy and happy. So, uh, But that's the only question I had. I thank you so much for your help.
3: Hey, thanks for calling, Tony. We appreciate it. Toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, or the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. I think that's the first time that we've ever had that question.
0: Yeah, I thought it was. A it's very a good, good one. Question.
3: It is yeah. a good question. I don't know if I want to learn the whole rectal thing. That's. I'll pass on that. We'll just have the relate.
4: Pet. It could be done easily at home with a little peanut butter distraction on one end and. A KY on the other.
3: Just make sure you have the
11: peanut butter <laughs> on the right end. <laughs> <laughs> Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. I got to test drive the world's only super SUV in California this week, the Lamborghini Urus. It starts at $200,000 and goes 0 to 60 miles an hour in just 3.6 seconds with a top speed of 189 miles an hour. I drove it around Thermal Racetrack in Palm Springs. The first thing I noticed was almost zero body roll as you turn corners at speed. Well-balanced, flawless acceleration and the biggest brakes in segment. To see the Urus, go to OurAutoExpert.com. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is, your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. This
1: is an Animal Radio News Update.
6: I'm Lori Brooks. I I bet this is not going to surprise you. More than half of dog moms and dads put their pets' health above their own. That's according to a new study. 62% of the pet parents who were interviewed for it say they are most concerned about nutritional benefits, though, when they buy dog food. 55% said a healthy diet for their dog is of the highest importance to them. But sadly, the experts found we don't always consider the health benefits of our own human food. Overall health was the most important factor for those in charge of feeding their four-legged friends closely to uh, brand and then cost coming in second and third. However, when we shop for ourselves, Flavor gets the most consideration. Just a third of us consider the nutritional benefits of food we're adding to our shopping carts for our own consumption. And over a third of dog parents admitted to feeding their fur kid chocolate and cheese, which in some cases can be extremely toxic. I'm, I, I feed my dog cheese. They get cheese when they get their pills. So. But not
3: chocolate. I mean, it, I thought it was pretty good. No, well never that chocolate. Chocolate's yeah. toxic.
6: Just not good. Yeah. Right, right. So, um, and only, by the way, 68% said that they know some of the food items which are dangerous for dogs to eat. Mm. So, um, hey guys, Delta continues to further restrict its service animal policies, adding yet another rule. This one will ban passengers from bringing any emotional support animals on flights longer than eight hours. Delta says this new updated rule supports its commitment to safety and also protects the rights of customers that have uh, documented, the word they use, documented needs to travel with trained, another key word, with trained service and support animals. Delta, by the way, supports or rather transports close to 700 service or support animals each day and they claim the updates are the result of an 84 percent increase in incidents involving animals since 2016. So now this is what you need to know regardless of the booking date on or after February 1st emotional support animals and animals younger than four months of age will not be allowed on any Delta flights that are longer than eight hours. It was just back in June, of course, that Delta got everybody all upset when it changed its support animal policy by limiting the number of emotional support animals per customer to only one and banned pit bull-type dogs as service or support animals when on their flights. Well, most people expect a ring or flowers, maybe even music at their dream proposal. But one California man surprised his girlfriend with all of that, plus more than a dozen dogs for an added effect. He asked his girlfriend, hey, you want to go on a hike? Before they were set to get drinks with friends one night last month. And then about 15 minutes into the hike, suddenly she notices, hey, there's like rose petals all along this trail. And and then she hears this a cappella group singing uh, Motown and Disney songs. And then he, you know, bends down on one knee and pops the question. And then while they were kissing, and she had no clue that there was more to come, 16 dogs and puppies were released and all ran right towards her. All of the dogs were part of the groom's family's uh, dog running group that he goes running with every so often so it was a trainer friend who did all the dog work Wow! i'm Lori brooks get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com this has been an animal
1: radio news update get more at animalradio.com
2: you're listening to animal radio if you missed any part of today's show visit us at animalradio.com or download the animal radio app for iphone and android
3: is Animal Radio. This is where we celebrate our connection with our pets. And we will go back to the phones for Dr. Debbie and Joey Volani coming up in just a couple of minutes. But first, we're going to visit with Wilma Melville. She is the founder of the National Disaster Search Dark Foundation, I believe located, in, I'm going to say Ojai, California, maybe. That would be my guess. Wilma, welcome to the show.
5: Well, thank you. And we are located near Ojai these days. Okay. In- small town called
3: Santa Paula. I'm very familiar with it. You're a retired teacher and a grandmother and uh, you could have just spent your time retired, but you ran into a 16-week-old black Labrador that changed your life, right?
8: Well,
5: the Labrador was going to be in my life no matter what. But when she and I, after FEMA certification, we were sent to the Oklahoma City bombing in April 1995.
3: What made you get her FEMA certified?
5: Well, as I, I was a retired person and I was looking for something active and purposeful okay. to do. And I had always wanted to learn to train a dog to do something special. So I chose Disaster Search, thinking only California and never knowing where that decision would lead. Oh.
3: Uh, so you got Murphy certified, and then where did that lead to? Uh,
5: Murphy and I became FEMA certified maybe six months before the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm. And because we were deployed to that bombing, it, I found it to be a life-changing experience. I had no idea what was going on nationally Because my focus had only been California, and I was thinking of it as a hobby. But when I was deployed with California Task Force 2, my eyes were open to the bigger picture. And our nation had approximately only 15 FEMA-certified dogs at that time. That Federal Emergency Management Agency is the group that deploys task forces Uh, Dogs and handlers are part of that task force, and that agency had developed 28 task forces in the nation, so I was with one of them, uh, six of us, and that was our assignment, get on the Air Force plane, uh, approximately 72 firefighters, medical doctors, um, structural engineers, and uh, The dogs and handlers were added to that, and off we went. Oklahoma City, 1995.
0: You said there were 15 FEMA dogs, certified FEMA dogs, back in uh, 1995. How many are there today, would you say?
5: Well, today I would say approximately 265 FEMA-certified teams today. Teams. So in 20 years, it has grown nicely. There's still an abundantly, abundant more, at least, I think 400 would be a reasonable number, but we are at 250, and that's what's important.
0: Are these dogs bred for this purpose? Where do you get the dogs from?
5: Well, the the Search Dog Foundation uh, primarily looks in shelters for dogs. We look for high-drive dogs, which means... An active dog, a dog demanding a job, typically the breeds are among the working group. Uh, German Shepherds, Goldens, Border Collies, Labradors, many Labrador mixes. Uh, Those are the kind of dogs that have the, uh, the group of characteristics needed. But drive is primary. The dog that says, I have to have a job. I have to have a job. Now, the job can vary. These are the dogs that are mom dogs, drug dogs, sometimes even assistance dogs if, if they are on the mellow end. But uh, dogs that need a job. Hmm.
3: So you and, rescue them, and then they rescue others. It's a whole rescue yeah. thing going on.
5: Yes, the shelters rescue the dogs. We recruit among rescued dogs. And we turn them into rescuers. The Search Dog Foundation primarily finds dogs in shelters and rescued to rescuer.
3: When you started the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation, which has now grown exponentially, what was your budget?
5: Oh, well, at first there wasn't a budget. At first it was scratch around and try and figure out how do you pay the bills? But uh, it turns out that... In order to be a successful nonprofit, one must be just as good at asking people to join the cause, donate, as you are at your mission. The mission of the Search Dog Foundation is to strengthen disaster response in America. And in order to do that mission, we need dollars. Many, many people have joined us, they've said. That's a good thing that you're, you're, you know, we do have disasters. We have earthquakes on the West Coast. We have tornadoes in the center of the country. We have hurricanes on the East Coast. People do want to be prepared for disasters. So they've pitched in and helped us build a national training center in Santa Paula, California.
3: Mm We're going to take a quick break. We are with Wilma Melville, founder of the National Search Dog Foundation. We'll be right back. It's Animal Radio. We are celebrating the connection with our pets. We're talking about the hero dogs that uh, do searches during natural disasters. And founder of the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation is Wilma Melville. She is joining us. So you, you obviously work off of donations when you're called out to an event. Uh, does FEMA pay for that? Where does the money come from?
5: When the uh, dogs and handlers are activated with their task force, uh, It depends. If it's within the state, then typically the state will pay the bill. But if the state that asks for emergency help finds that it's too big an event, too big a a, uh, deployment for them to handle, then they ask FEMA to get involved. So then it's largely federal money and some state money. I the, would think
6: that, or at least I, I suppose that that the you know that's a volunteer thing that the owners and or the handlers and the dogs did, but it's not.
5: Well, it's it, every state is different, and it depends who initiates the, the the deployment and how big is it going to be. If it's two dogs and two dog and handlers within a nearby county. The, uh, the cost is handled by the local, the local departments. But if it's something big, and of course we can think big as, uh, the, the, the trade centers, uh, in 2000, you know, the, the World Trade Center disaster, that was so huge. That used 27 out of 28 task forces, almost all of them, were cycled through there over time. But we have had many uh, Hurricane Katrina and many hurricanes to follow. Tornadoes are often, uh, FEMA is involved. So the payment all depends upon who initiates, who sends the task force. Is it your local state or county, or is it the... uh, Is it the federal government?
3: Well, I have followed you for at least the last 15, maybe more, maybe almost 20 years. And now you have a book that chronicles those years called Hero Dogs, How a Pack of Rescues, Rejects, and Strays Became America's Greatest Disaster Search Assets.
5: Well, thanks for watching us for all those years. I hope you've seen things that please you and you realize that, a small group of people can get a great deal done, a great deal. It takes tremendous perseverance and uh, luck doesn't play too much of a role, but endless work and perseverance, knowing the direction you want to go and a tremendous army of people who say, well, i'll help yeah i'll I'll pitch in, I'll write a check, big or little. It's welcome and appreciated. Mm. Yeah. Now um, the book is, I understand, going to be ready uh, January ninth, is what I'm told, and um, I hope people find it interesting. Uh, if you followed us for fifteen
6: years, I'll bet you'll be reading it. Oh, damn straight, I will be. Wilma, I, I think what you do with rescuing the dogs is, is and giving them a <laughs> purpose is is wonderful. So, as a fellow rescuer, I'm wondering what do what are some of the the qualities or talents displayed by these dogs that indicate that they're going to be a great search and rescue dog?
5: Well, the Search Dog Foundation has a video on our website. It's kind of lengthy, so you have to really be interested, but it shows the testing that we do. We test that the dog really, really loves a toy, but is driven, not just likes to play occasionally is driven to have a toy because we use a toy so much in our work as a reward. And then the dog has to be willing to hunt for that toy, hunt in the bushes, hunt among the brambles. Then the dog has to want to possess that toy, want to keep it. We time it for a minute that if we pay no attention, he does hang on to or guard or keep that toy for a full minute. He keeps his interest in it. In addition, the dog has to have a pretty solid personality, get along with other dogs, and certainly get along with people. Then the dog has to not mind running over rubble. Because it's not greeny green grass where disasters happen. No. It's rubble, wood, concrete, metal. It's everything. And... The dogs that work best don't care. As long as their toy is involved, they'll go over anything with their footing. So that's uh, those are the basics that we need. Thanks for asking because if a person has a dog of two years' age or less that sounds like one of these potential candidates, they can call the Search Dog Foundation office, and they'll find that on our website. Searchdogfoundation.org. that's the kind of dog we look for in shelters.
3: We'll put those links over at animalradio.pet. Wilma Melville, you are so awesome. I salute you. The book is, once again, it's called Hero Dogs, How a Pack of Rescues, Rejects, and Strays Became America's Greatest Disaster Search Assets. It comes out January 8th on St. Martin's Press. I have 10 copies to give away right now if you're interested in this at toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, uh, be sure to order this. Wilma, thank you so much for spending time with us today.
5: Thank you for watching what we do.
3: Bye now. Well, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten in part by Schmitz Naturals. Smells seriously amazing and support animal conservation with Schmitz Special Edition Lily of the Valley Natural Deodorant. Created in collaboration with the Jane Goodall Institute, 5% of each purchase supports animals in the wild. You can learn more at schmitz.com. And thanks, Schmitz, for underwriting Animal Radio.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
0: Do you travel with your dog?
1: Of course. My pets are part of our family.
0: Me too. I take Daisy with me everywhere.
1: Right, Daisy? So how do you
0: find out what hotels welcome your dog? I read Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Sounds perfect for planning our next vacation. Right, Daisy? It is. Their motto is, leave no dog behind. And they have great hotel and destination reviews. Where can I find the magazine? Go online to PhytoFriendly.com. I will for sure. Come on, Daisy. We're off to find our next adventure.
2: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis.
3: Ah, if you just tuned in, wow. <laughs> we have quite a show for you. It's already been quite a show. This hour, we're going to talk to Dr. David Young. He is an ER doctor in, I believe, Connecticut, a small town in Connecticut. And his dog is on death row. His dog bit, I believe, a neighbor who probably provoked it. And it's a whole meshugana that you're going to we're going to get involved with it. We'll talk to him. We'll find out what it's all about this hour on Animal Radio, as well as talking to you at one 405 Dr. Debbie is here to answer your vet medical questions. Uh, Joey Volani has not shown up today, which is probably OK. I think he was a little bit intimidated because we are doing <laughs> the Animal Radio Olympics.
6: Oh, yeah, because Judy and Dr. Debbie, yeah are so
4: competitive. At this point in time. <laughs> right. You yeah. would
6: be scared. I'm scared. I was scared. <laughs> yeah, you were
4: scared. <laughs> I've been yeah. doing warm-up questions. And, and just, you know, the, the categories, I you know, I'm just studying everything. A little bit of, you know, current events, just animal history. Cramming. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, Judy is in the lead right now And Lori and Debbie tied Uh, Judy of course has a a premier Supreme advantage in the fact that she does book this show The categories are celebrity guests Animal news and facts And as heard on animal radio And uh, we left off last time With Dr. Debbie I believe And uh, we're starting with Lori Lori go ahead and select a category
6: As heard on animal radio As heard
3: on animal radio of 100 pet foods sampled by scientists, of 100 pet foods sampled by Lori, scientists... Lori, Lori,
6: Lori, 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 Lori.
3: Six, Let me finish the question. <laughs> 16 had concentrations of this heavy metal well above the maximum tolerable limit, Lori. Mercury. That is correct. Very good. Lori uh, picks up another point there and comes Woo-hoo! in second so far. We move to the reigning supreme champion so far. But she could easily lose that topple just right. It could happen. Okay, the audience really seems to be all about <laughs>
6: cheering for a come from behind, Lori.
4: The underdog. I think she's got the she's yeah. got the volume button. She she's working that. Yeah. So
3: Judy, uh, which category will you be selecting from?
4: I like celebs.
3: Celebrity guests. Okay. Yes. Which one of these guests has not? Been on Animal Radio. Which one of these guests has not been on Animal Radio? Do you want me to read the list first, Judy, or would you like to answer before I?
0: <laughs> Oprah Winfrey,
3: <laughs> Smokey Robinson, Paul riser Davy Jones, Hey Hey, Jane Goodall, Howard Stern. Which one of these? Guests... Judy. Judy, go ahead. Howard Stern. That that would be correct, of course. You do book the show, so again. We'll get... So I know. And I I knew the
4: answer, but God, she's fast. She, she is fast. <laughs> she's like doing sprints to practice for this or something. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't know if she got a copy of the uh, script before the show or
4: something. Alex <laughs> <laughs> Stone could
6: easily be on this show though, because he and his wife have a, an animal well, charity. Beth has
4: been Beth on. Beth has show. been on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. Extra credit, uh, you know that. that.
3: That was pretty good. Extra credit. You should get extra credit for that. Uh, and by the way, we'll go. Doctor Debbie will be answering your questions correctly in just a few minutes here on
4: animal. <laughs> and and I I'm doing on this. Yeah.
6: And I won't chime in on that.
3: Lori, what are you working on for this hour?
6: We'll talk about how pets are figuring into prenup agreements these days. It's a big, big growing trend.
3: And we go to Scott, who has a call for Dr. Debbie. Hey, Scott, how are you doing?
12: Fine. How are you guys?
3: Good. Where are Great. you today?
12: I'm in Clinton, Iowa.
3: Clinton. I- are you listening on K-R-O-S? Is that K-R-O-S? Uh,
12: no, I didn't know they had it here in town. I listened to it on XM in the semi.
3: Oh, good. So you're an OTR. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Well, I got Doc Deb here. She's she's like, stop asking them their life story. Just-
4: <laughs> I'm here to work. Come on now. What, what, so what's going on there, Scott? Well, I adopted a teacup chihuahua,
12: a six-month-old one, in California
4: here a couple weeks ago.
12: And okay. my concern is I live in Iowa where it can get to 30 below in the wintertime.
9: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And
12: I'm just concerned about her well-being coming from a warm state to a colder climate.
4: Okay. Well, and for me, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter what she's used to. As a teacup Chihuahua, she is not a cold-weather dog, no matter where she lives. (laughs) Um, So it's... I'd say it's impractical to expect that we're going to really acclimate her to cold temperatures. Chihuahuas, in general, They just don't tolerate cold really well. That's why you see all those little cutesies walking around with those, you know, sweaters and fleeces and the hats and the gloves. Oh no, not all of that, but (laughs) (laughs) but that's why we dress these guys up because they really don't have the body fat um, and the body size to really generate and to maintain their own body temperature in that extreme weather. So um, you're good to definitely be aware of that and to be watchful. Um, So as far as the the basic things for a little teacup chihuahua or any chihuahua, under 55 degrees, I really start to take extra measures. Um, so that may be things like sweaters, fleeces, and and actually, I can tell you from my own experience with Boss, um, my little terrier mix, some of the best warming um, com- cover-ups I mean, aren't necessarily just the knitted sweaters. They're, they actually do make down jackets for dogs, and uh, the fleeces are actually quite warm. So those are very nice, and Boss highly recommends them, I will tell you that. Um, so those would be some basic things. Now, you also want to keep in mind the potty training for these little guys, because some of these little doggies are quite diva-like. And in snow weather, especially you know below zero weather, we need to make accommodations. So you want to think of that now while the weather is kind of in the temperate zone, so you can plan. Um, some doggies will do great going outside as long as you keep that snow uh, uh, you know shoveled and you give them a clear path, and they don't have to go outside their means to really go eliminate. Um, But otherwise, you can train them inside on one of those little potty patches.
12: Well, she's pretty good about the the, the pads. And I have a doggy door, and she goes out all the time. She loves her backyard.
4: Okay, good,
12: good. Um, My main concern is, like, the pads on the bottom
4: of her seat, you Mm -hmm. know. Sure, yeah. Um, So with with that, you can definitely... Yeah, you can definitely do doggy boots um, or even just kind of the little slip-ons for them to go outside. Um, you have to watch that. Yeah, those little feet with long periods of time on frozen uh, surfaces, definitely can they can get some uh, freeze bite. Um, so you want to be aware of that um, for You know, just kind of getting her acclimated to go outside in that. You're really, you know, carry her outside, put her down, let her do her biz, and carry her back in. That's going to be the best way to kind of gradually acclimate her to that. But if it's really extreme temperatures, something that it burns your face when you're going outside, I I really would advocate using the booties um, just to protect those feet. Um, And then, you know, other things I may not have mentioned, heated dog beds. Um, Sometimes these little guys, even in Las Vegas winters, believe it or not, these little guys come in shivering, When it's, you know, 40 degrees outside. So um, if you have a heated dog bed and she's, you know, not the type that might chew or destroy any of that type of thing, that can be a really great way to kind of keep them warm and to um, kind of reward them after they go outside to do their business.
0: There's something else I want to add. She's got
4: a nice
12: warm water bed to sleep in.
0: Ooh, I like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I want to talk about this other product that I just saw and I actually got Uh-oh. a sample at SuperZoo.
3: Uh-oh. Does it's, it make noise?
0: No, no, okay. no. It's called Comfy Tails and it's K U M F Y Tails T A I L Z. What it is? It's a fleece jacket. But it has an insert. It's a gel pack, and what you can actually oh. do is put it in, in the, the microwave. microwave. You heat this gel without pack. the dog. You put it on before yeah. you put
3: it on the dog. Yeah. Don't take, put it. In. You
0: take the gel pack. You put it in the microwave for a few seconds, and then you insert it in this coat, and it goes underneath her belly, and then you wrap the coat around her, and it'll keep her warm outside for a long time. And you can also uh, make it cold too if it's real hot weather. But it's called Comfy Tails. And it's a thermal pack, it, and it, it's. I got one for my little dog. She's eight pounds and gets cold. It's well, not one of
3: those frilly things, is it? With all it's, kinds it's of a colors and, pink and There's
0: different colors, fleece. but okay. this this gel pack is amazing. And it, it just stays on their underbelly and it will keep them warm. So look up comfy tails. Hmm.
12: That's a we good We already got one from PetSmart.
0: You do? Oh yeah, they're
12: my awesome. My wife went shopping spree with her one day and bought a bunch. Of stuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled her. Oh yes. <laughs> okay.
4: Um, well, that's well. That sounds like you've already got kind of some of those basic things. So, I mean, really, uh, Scott, I think we got to remember these little guys are just so so sensitive to the cold weather, and uh, you know, a little extra TLC, keeping that baby warm. Is the, is this little one going to be traveling with you in, in the truck or staying at home?
12: Stay at home. I I got a pit bull boxer, and I got um, that I've called you about that had hip dysplasia, and your tips on that helped her. How oh, fabulous! That's the one that goes with me in the semi all the time. And then i got a purebred Irish pit bull.
4: Oh well, we appreciate you being a, a follow-up and a, a frequent caller here, Scott. And, and give this little baby a good pat on the head, and you got a little time to get her acclimated before that cold winter chill comes. <laughs> thank God.
12: She's <laughs> uh, beating up on her teddy bears right now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well,
3: thank you for your well, call, thank- Scott. We appreciate it. Well, one Huh? Help. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we're all giddy here one 8405 call back if you need any more help this healthy serving of animal radio is brought to you by the grain free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats always made in the USA with natural functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health you can learn more at Red Barn Inc and thanks Red Barn for underwriting animal radio You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at
2: 1 866 405 8405.
13: And now an Animal Radio News Brief. I'm Stacey Cohen for Animal Radio. A helpful eBay seller is going to great lengths to make sure that somebody's pet guinea pig is as safe as possible. Sean McCoy, or Mighty S-O-X, as he's known online, is auctioning off a chain mail and helmet combination designed specifically for one of the tiny rodents. Yes, your guinea pig could have his own helmet. McCoy says he made the armor himself for his own guinea pig, Lucky, who was unlucky and unfortunately passed away over the weekend. I took a nap. He took a nap. I woke up. He didn't. Oh, that's so cut and dry. So in honor of Lucky, he plans to donate all the money raised from the armor sale to the Metropolitan Guinea Pig Rescue in Roundtail, Virginia. Now, the auction, the last time we checked, the bids had already surpassed the $1,400 mark. For a little helmet, I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio
8: News Brief. Get more at animalradio.pet.
1: That's my dog, Annie. She's healthy now, but recently she broke her leg and I had to rush her to the vet. Thankfully, she's protected by Embrace Pet Insurance. They covered her surgery and reimbursed the claim quickly. Embrace offers one simple plan for unexpected accidents and illnesses that you can personalize to fit your budget. To learn more, visit EmbracePetInsurance.com to get a free quote. Policies underwritten by a licensed insurer of American Modern Insurance Group. Coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. Visit EmbracePetInsurance.com for coverage details.
12: Hi, this is Eric Dane on Animal Radio. Rem- Reminding you to stay and new your pets.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1866-405-8405. It's
7: Animal Radio,
3: celebrating the connection with our pets and showing off our smarts. That's what we're doing. This hour, the ladies are up against each other. They're very, very competitive. I'm glad I'm not involved in this because I would be crushed in a second. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, Right now, Dr. Debbie is far behind.
4: I am. I'm going to redeem myself with this next one.
3: With one point. And uh, Lori uh, coming in second. Judy coming in first there. And uh, no nepotism here. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) And we'll go back to the phones in just a second, but we've got to finish up this uh, in-studio competition. You know, it's, it's sort of our thing. It's about us right now. Okay, but hopefully you're <laughs> playing along at home, and hopefully you have answers to these questions, too. The category, Celebrity Guests, Animal News and Facts, and As Heard on Animal Radio. And we start with
6: Lori. Uh, news and Facts, please.
3: News and Facts, and our news director. So, uh, if a scorpion loses his tail... If a scorpion loses his tail, what might be the cause of his death?
0: Judy. <laughs> really? She's <Yes>. good. She's <laughs> she, good. She is good.
3: Judy, go ahead. What would that be?
0: He, he can't poop. He becomes constipated and it backs up and it eventually kills him.
3: Th- that is correct. I, I uh, we're not,
4: vaguely remember that. not
3: one. really applauding for the poor scorpion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, really. Let's give some poor sympathy to the little guy. <laughs>
3: That would be a horrible way to die. The team behind you is just uh, extraordinary. Go Team Judy.
4: Go Team Judy. You know what? I-, I think I have to, like, lodge a complaint. I think I missed my turn.
0: You know what? I think you did. I think it was supposed to go to you before, Lori. Was it?
4: Yeah. Was it supposed to go to, do to you? I do think so. It's my turn. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh,
3: Dr. Debbie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which category would you like here?
4: I would like the animal news and facts, but I would like Judy to have a f- hand over her mouth for just two
9: <laughs> so yeah.
0: How about I, I tie both hands behind my back and I got to ring the bell with my nose? Okay.
9: <laughs> I'll
0: take that. <laughs> okay. It's animal news and
3: facts for Dr. Debbie. Uh, let's see. In which city is it illegal in which city is it illegal to own a pit bull breed dog? There are several answers to this.
4: Lori, oh, I'll guess, but
3: <laughs> well, Lori, go ahead. Denver. Denver is
8: correct. Denver.
3: This is the final question. It is for mm-hmm. Judy, right? Is that correct? Yes, Blaine, is that is. correct, please? Yeah. Yes. Animal news and facts. Celebs. Celebrity guests. Yes. Okay. Which. Animal radio guest has a room in his house just for his rabbits. Judy, Judy,
0: Bob Barker.
3: That is correct. Wow, you are competitive and you you have kicked butt today. I don't know if you had an unfair advantage. We will see if this is even scheduled again on the schedule since so you do make the schedule for the the Animal Radio Olympics.
6: I'm sure it will be. <laughs>
3: So, Lori, what do you have for this hour?
6: We're going to talk about this young woman who was trying to get on a Southwest Airlines flight with a pretty innocuous animal. I mean, harmless. I heard about this. Yeah. They said, "Uh, no, you are not boarding this plane with that. And we'll tell you what that was. That's on the way. Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it
3: let's head on back to the phones we have alan on the phones hey alan how are you doing
6: doing
12: good
3: what's going on in your world
12: my dog daisy my girlfriend's dog daisy and my dog daisy they have she has a like a personal thing like a p word if you know what i'm meaning
4: uh couldn't quite hear that i'm sorry the
12: dog has a p word if you know what i'm meaning
4: Oh, okay, yeah, she has her monthly cycle or her her twice a year cycle, I should say
3: yeah. is like twice
4: a year,
0: really, yeah, I did not know that,
4: yeah, don't they get off easy, man? I don't know how that goes, Judy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not fair,
4: so your dog is um having her heat cycle, um yeah and 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 what about that? what do you? That's your
12: question. What, is that a good
4: thing or a bad thing? Well, I mean, it's na- its nature, um, and this is exactly what is meant to happen, um, as far as in preparation for pregnancy. Now, for dogs, if she's a pet um, and you're not intending to breed her, um, the best thing that I actually recommend is to get her spayed, to have the surgical sterilization done, so that. Not only so she doesn't have heat cycles, because it's more than just the bother, although, you know, I think many women would would, would agree that the, the surgery would be well worth it. Um, but as far as by having her spayed, we're also protecting her against a lot of other reproductive diseases. And one of the biggest ones is a condition called pyometra. And it's an infection that happens in the uterus, in, in the reproductive structures. And it's very serious. Um, it can be totally pre be prevented by spaying so it would be a very good measure for your dog to prevent that type of thing as well as all those cancers that can happen um, in an intact female dog Um, and and that can be done you know surgery can be done while she's in heat some folks opt to wait till they're out of their cycle um, just to minimize complications but either which way I think that will be the, the best way we can ensure you don't have to deal with this and that we can keep her in top health
3: uh-huh. So time to get her spayed, okay? Uh,
12: okay.
3: Okay, there you go. Thanks, Alan, for your call. 1-866-405-8405. Toll free to the Animal Radio Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team
2: now at one 405
11: 8405 Hi, this is Brandon McMillan on Animal Radio, and be sure to adopt and not shop.
10: If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. turn your book idea into publishing gold make a free call right now to page publishing 888-785-0618 888-785-0618 888-785-0618 that's 888-785-0618
1: this is an animal radio news update
6: I'm Lori Brooks. Many couples these days are using prenuptial agreements to decide ahead of time, of course, who gets the pets in the case of a future divorce. Legal experts say the number of couples deciding who keeps the pets ahead of time is growing fast these days. And by the way, uh, if you're interested, there are even free online versions of these pet prenups. So if you think you might have missed your chance to maybe draw up one of these prenups, Maybe you worry your partner could take your pet away someday. Hey, there are methods, and know these now, to improve your chances in a canine custody dispute. Experts say whoever took care of the pet You know, took them to the vet and paid for the pet supplies and the vet bills that that person is going to stand a better chance of gaining custody in a dispute, especially if you have to prove it in court. So save your receipts because ultimately your strongest claim to a pet is being its legal owner on the paperwork and without a prenup to easily settle that dispute, dogs are considered we talk about this all the time, property in the eyes of the law. So your name being on the pet's paperwork of all types is the best proof that the dog is yours. So uh, anyway, luckily now some states are beginning to account for pets differently in divorce proceedings. California will soon let couples argue for ownership of their dogs, and states like Alaska and Illinois are following suit in that. But New York is perhaps the most progressive state when it comes to pet custody because judges there get to take into account what is best for all, including the pets themselves, when they decide a case. Now, in the past two years, nearly 28% of households experienced what they call barriers to veterinary care, and that's according to a national survey conducted by the Access to Veterinary Care Coalition. Dogs and cats living in lower-income households and with younger pet owners are most at risk, they say, for not receiving the recommended vet care the study found the biggest barrier for all groups of pet owners however and for all types of care is money financial with 80 percent of those unable to obtain preventive care due to financial constraints and 74 percent said they couldn't afford care when their pet was sick at some point remember all these figures are for some point in the last two years And a young woman who tried taking her pet betta fish with her on board a Southwest Airlines flight says the airline would not allow her to board the flight with her fish. Uh, Now, airlines, like we talk about all the time, are really taking a hardline stance on animals on board these days. Obviously, animals of any type in the cabin. And as we talked about last hour, Delta, which no longer allows pit bull type dogs on their flights, has further tightened its rules for service and support animals by not allowing them on flights longer than eight hours. And that starts February 1st. But this young woman was finally able to take her flight, but without her fish. But she was able to save her pet fish because, I thought this was creative, she found a volunteer who was flying on another airline at the airport, another airline that allowed fish on board, and so that volunteer then took the fish bowl for her to the destination city. Now, uh, meanwhile, we hope the fish's trip was more comfortable than a cat in Canada had when its owner did not realize that the cat was napping in a box that she was getting ready to ship. As you can imagine, yeah, the cat was accidentally shipped in a box to a customer napping like soundly. This customer was 750 miles away. It happened last month, and fortunately, a group of volunteer drivers got the cat back home in time for Christmas. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com.
1: This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
3: is Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, we will go back to the phones in just a couple of minutes. The numbers are toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and Blackberry. First, we're visiting with Dr. David Young. He is an ER physician in Connecticut, I believe. Doctor, welcome to the show.
14: Thank you for having me.
3: I want you to tell me about Simon. This is actually the first time that I've heard the story, and I'm sure there are many, many listeners. What happened? And, and Simon's a mixed breed dog of yours, is that correct?
14: That is correct. Um, you know, we had we rescued Simon actually in 2011 after Hurricane Irene here in Connecticut. He was found abandoned. Um, we had him for seven years, um, and you know, never left our property without us. Um, my wife and I were away. We have a dog sitter who had known Simon for years um, in the yard playing with him with a ball um, in the backyard. Next door neighbor, teenager, uh, came through a wire fence. We have a wooden fence and a wire fence enclosing the property. He cut the fence uh, to gain access to the property, apparently to retrieve his ball rather than ask for the ball back it was a lacrosse ball he
3: he cut Um, the fence to go get his lacrosse ball is that what you're saying oh wow okay
14: um and so he came through the fence um with his lacrosse stick and startled both simon and the sitter she didn't all of a sudden she noticed some strange person in the middle of the backyard we have a big yard um Simon kind of went after him and, and warned him with a, with a nip to the shoe. Um, the kid raised his lacrosse stick, and Simon then bit him in the thigh, um, and the kid ran away um, back, you know, through the fence where he came in. And Simon retreated. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, this sort of thing happens. You know, dogs bite sometimes, and they protect their property. Uh, the fact is the kid was trespassing, cut our fence, destroyed our property. Um, and the family uh, sought to seek revenge and rather than come to you know, be reasonable and most people are reasonable, with especially neighbors, and say, well, you know, kids make mistakes, I made my own mistakes. Um, they chanted, "Kill the dog, kill the dog." Um, the animal control officer came to Simon's defense and said, Simon did no wrong. Um, He was protecting his own property. You were trespassing. Several days went by. um, The town had a secret meeting that we were not invited to with a couple neighbors who had a a chip on their shoulder and wanted Simon dead.
0: Had had Simon had any previous offenses?
14: No, none. He's never been off our property. He had one, incident where a neighbor up the street was walking his dog off leash who came onto our property and simon attacked that dog it was a dog on dog not a person and you know that person had since been threatening simon with the stick waving a stick and you know at simon and threatening him and been caught several times doing that
3: um where is simon right now
14: he's in the dog pound in the town of guilford in connecticut
0: And how long has he been there? A year and a half. Are you kidding?
3: (laughs) Wow. Uh, So... I thought the animal control came to Simon's defense.
14: How is it that... Okay. She's young. Okay. She's inexperienced, and she wants a job. So if you read the police report, um, you know, the first 10 pages or so are her coming to Simon's defense. Uh, This private meeting, which is a violation of the open meeting law, occurred because um, there's no minutes the towns can't do this you know uh, that is a violation um it's illegal and they had this meeting and at that meeting that decision was made to kill simon um, my wife and i were informed by the chief of police that this was the case we you know he met with us and said you know the decision has been made to put simon down you better not do anything. He basically threatened us. He said, you better not do anything about it. Don't make any trouble. Jeez. I think he knew that, you know, basically they capitulated to a couple noisy neighbors um, and thought it would just go away.
3: You said he's been there a year and a half?
14: A year and a half. Now, you know, getting back to the the animal control officer, she was basically ordered to change her position. Hmm and therefore her, suddenly her position changed uh, when in fact she's written and it's stated that she was defending simon saying he did no wrong he was on his own property and there's been multiple other dog bite cases you know in every state in every town including guilford that you know with dogs that were even unprovoked uh in this case simon was provoked but even unprovoked dogs you know these got dogs are not put down you know and the difference is we have a neighbor who has political connect, you know, connections with an agenda.
9: Wow. And, I can see that they're
14: hoping for a new Porsche is basically what they're hoping for. <laughs> you know, um, they're hoping to cash in. But my home insurance denied them that.
3: We we're, we're going to have to take a quick break David, hold on. Dr. Debbie, I know you had a question you're up next right here on Animal Radio.
14: You're listening to
2: Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
5: This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet.
11: Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. It's the end of the year, and some of the best deals can be had on new cars, trucks, and SUVs. One of the cars I am most impressed with this year is the new Ford Edge ST. No manufacturer offers so much performance for so little money. Zero to 60 miles an hour in just six seconds, and a top speed of 130 miles an hour. The turbo engine makes 335 horsepower, and this is the first ST model SUV. UV ever produced by Ford. To see the Edge ST, go to our autoexpert.com. Do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI.
2: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more.
3: It's Animal Radio. We are with ER Doc, Dr. David Young, and he's telling us about Simon. Simon is in the custody of the city in which he lives in Connecticut. Simon bit somebody and for a year and a half has been on death row. But his dad, Dr. Young, is trying to change that situation. He is our guest, and he says his neighbors have a vendetta against him. They banded together to decide Simon's fate. And before the break, I know, Dr. Debbie, you had a question. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, I think this would be a big call out to, you know, your community to change the way they're handling this. Because in the community I live in, there is actually animal advisory committees that serve to animal bite situations. And I served on one for a period of three years because it's never cut and dry have a you know one law with zero strikes so we have a three strike rule um, in our town where um, basically you know if it was something malicious and something violent that would be a totally different thing but you know they're individually evaluated um and then um then then you move forward but when you have one person or even two people that serve to make this this level of a decision it's unfair so that would be my call out oh yeah Uh,
14: well there's there's been a lot of you know outcry over this, um, a lot of opposition to the town's handling of this. It's pretty obvious that the, this is pretty political and underhanded. Um, however, in the state of Connecticut, there's two laws, uh, 22-357, that protects your, you and your pets on their own property in the case of trespassing, damage to property, et cetera. Simon's clearly protected on that, and that's, that is the basis upon which our insurance company denied their claim. But there's 22-358, and if you look it up, basically what that does, it gives the animal control officer wide latitude to make any decision they want, for any reason they want, and so that almost negates any kind of two or three bite rule. Mm. So, and that's that what they've done. Like is a that like a CYA
6: kind of law.
3: of law. A CYA kind of law. What is that?
6: You know, cover your oh, cover oh. your <laughs> arse. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
14: And so when we questioned them, we went to a hearing with the Department of Agriculture. And the Department of Agriculture, essentially, they're in the same camp. They just rubber stamp whatever the town already decided. And it's a kangaroo court. It's not a real court. And so what I'm currently trying to do is I filed a federal lawsuit <clears throat> trying to take it out of the Department of Agriculture into a real court. Because in a real court, this will never stand
3: yeah, and, and how long are, are you waiting for a date? Do you have a date? What's, what are we waiting for now?
14: Well, right now we're waiting for a federal judge to rule. Okay. And so Simon what be... the town keeps doing, what the Department of Agriculture doing, is they keep smoke, throwing up smoke and mirrors and you know, delay tactics. And so while we wait in other six months, you know, our job is to raise hell, <laughs> you know, and yeah. make their life very difficult. I cannot, you know, right now. You know, if, if you, another thing: if Simon had had problems, had bit other people, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm not going to die on that hill, <laughs> you know. Um, but it's just the principle of this, just the the seediness of the whole thing.
0: Oh, it, it sounds like
3: it has nothing. It has nothing to do with Simon, is no. what it sounds like.
0: So, who's, no. Who's paying not. for Simon's care right now?
14: Who's paying for it? Yeah, are
0: you paying for him to be boarded somewhere?
14: Well, the town is. I buy his food. You know, I, I, you know, I, I pay for his vet bills and I buy all his food. That but you know, he we've always fed him. But
0: they're not charging you to hold him in a facility, a boarding. Kit.
14: I fully expect them to try to charge me.
3: Wow. How often do you see him?
14: I see him a few times a week.
3: Is he being treated okay?
14: Oh yeah, and I think you know our. The animal control officer, I, I believe, is conflicted because I know she hangs out with him. She knows, she sees that he's not a threat. In fact, in the police report, he said, you know, he's a friendly dog and he comes and plays and, <laughs> you know, he's not a threat. Um, and he, he hangs out with her in there. So, I, you know, but she's very, you know, when I go there, I'm, I'm diplomatic. I don't raise any questions and, you know, I, I don't think she's in a position she wants to be in. In defense of her, you know, um, but, uh, you know, she sees that he's not a dangerous dog. and okay. But, you know, she's treated, I think she's treated well there, which is a good thing.
3: Okay, doctor, keep us posted. Let us know what goes on.
14: Yeah, I mean, I think what I, my, my only ask is anybody listening would be to write to the um, town of Guilford, the select, you know, the, the board of selectmen. If you look it up, um, it's right online because um, they need to hear from people. There, there is a petition with over 20,000 signatures on change.org. And there's a GoFundMe page, too, for Simon.
3: How much have you spent so far?
14: Probably myself, probably about
3: $25,000. Okay.
14: Your town has spent about 40000
3: Wow. Okay, we'll put links... All those links over at animalradio.pet. Dr. David Young joining us, and we will check back with you, hopefully with good news.
14: All right. Thank you uh, for reaching out.
3: Take care of yourself. Okay, it is time for us to get out of here before it gets any more bloody and messy in here. There seems to be a little... (laughs) (laughs) bit. Check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, and we'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here.
6: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Wish
12: I could read the minds of women. Wish I had gills for swimming. Wish I had movie star looks I wish I knew every trick in the book I'd like to feel first love again And be 20 years younger But the greatest wish I want to come true I want my dog to live longer